Hi there, folks. Um, thanks for coming to um, joining us on WP Tonic. This is show 104, and this is going to be a great show. We've got a real um, friend of the show coming back, and that's Zach Golden. He was on uh, about six, seven months ago. It's great to have you, Zach. Um, like to introduce yourself. Hi, yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me back on Excited. My name is Zach Gordon, and I'm primarily a WordPress educator. Yeah, great. I'd like to introduce yourself and my beloved co-host, John Locke. Sure thing. My name is uh, John. I My business is Lockdown Design. I actually know Zach from back in the day uh, when I was a student at Treehouse, so... Oh, that's great. Oh, I didn't know that. There we go. So, um, Zach, you know, obviously you're well known in the WordPress community and a lot of that is to do with Treehouse. And then you um, went on your own and you've been building your own course. So we thought it would have, um, you know, we have a very mixed group of people that listen to our podcast, Zach, and a lot of them are running their own business a lot a lot of them are interested in membership sites and you're you're in a very demanding area education and membership um and i've been getting your emails and i've been observing you build your course out so we thought we would have you back and um try and um interview you and um, learn from your experiences so how does that sound zach Oh, that sounds wonderful. I think this is a huge topic that just keeps getting bigger, launching your own courses, and I have learned a ton in this process, probably as much about launching and running a course as I have about JavaScript, so I'd love to talk about this. I think it's a very valuable thing, and and hopefully some of the lessons I've learned will be helpful for other people already doing it or planning to get into it uh, can give some advice around that area. Oh, it sounds great. So, obviously, you had a lot of experience with Treehouse and you had observed how they had run their business. And, you know, they certainly got some very smart people there. But on reflection, what what were some of the things that um, come up in your own journey to build up your own membership and course that you didn't realise, even though you had that experience? Well, that's a, a great question. I think... Uh, To be honest, I had a pretty good idea of what would be coming um, in terms of I knew things like I wanted to have a video editor and a motion person, two separate people on hand so that I did not have to do any editing. Um, I also knew that I would have to get a membership site up and I wanted to get the help of a development team because I knew that if I left building that site to the last minute, if you look at some of the earlier ones, it was basically a white page with a little bit of styling for the headline and text. And now we have a really nice uh, custom theme developed uh, or a customized theme. And a huge shout out to the folks at Pango World or Pango um, for, for... helping out around that area. So I knew that I wanted a development team. The stuff that I did not really anticipate, although people gave me advice around this, was the marketing aspect and literally just staying up on emails. It's been something I've done pretty good building up to the course, but as more time has gone into the course, that's been a little bit tougher. And then the one thing I didn't anticipate, to be honest, as much was really how big this course was going to get. I thought it would just be like, ah, do a big course on the API and some frameworks, but realizing um, several months in that I really had to include a whole introduction 
to JavaScript, from beginning to intermediate to even advanced topics. Um, very quickly, that that grew the project a lot, so that was a little unexpected. And the other thing, too, just to kind of wrap up the list, and we can go into any of these in more depth if you like, is that I was not prepared to continue to work on the exact same thing over and over again, day after day after day at Treehouse. I was doing a course or two a month. It was always a different topic. I can alternate between beginner stuff, super advanced stuff, stuff I kind of knew well. And so... I'm the type of personality that likes to start things, that likes to get them rolling, but is not always the strongest in completion. So I've learned with other projects how to work with teams around that, but um, I just could not for the life of me find another me that either I could afford or that wasn't twice as busy as I am to help with this. So having the discipline when it always wasn't the funnest thing to come down into this dark basement and record day after day, um, that was probably the hardest thing I wasn't quite prepared for. I had anticipated this course would take me four or five months and I'd be out vacationing for the rest of the year answering support forum <laughs> tickets and I'll likely be knee deep, waist deep, neck deep in this for quite a bit longer. So No, um, that, I, I can tell you I've built a... Um, a people don't know this, well, John does, but I, I'm actually also the founder of a whole SaaS product um, mm. Zach, in the real estate industry, um, whole market, all built in WordPress, and oh, wow. it took over a year and a half to get it. Um, and we're still developing; it's still costing me money. Um, it, it's twice as long as I anticipated, actually. Yeah, that whole wisdom of it'll take three times longer than you plan. It's like, no, not to me. It'll be fine. And no, oh boy, no, I know exactly yeah. what we do. Yeah, like hell. Um, so. Um, <laughs> I'm going to ask you another question, and then um, John, you know, you come in with a question. Um, let's talk a little bit about the marketing because we had a um, we had a round table, and um, maybe you join us on that. Um, um, but we had a round table last Saturday, um, and we were t- discussing um, online marketing that works in 2016. So. What are some of the lessons you learned about, you know, effective marketing, you know, that that's worked and maybe some of the things that didn't work? Maybe you can have a... Sure. Well, let me start off with one that was particular to my situation. I don't know that this will apply to everyone, but it was, it probably was the biggest um, deal in keeping this afloat, especially with the last um, open enrollment I did. And that is having partnerships, not necessarily formal partnerships, but connections, personal ones with people in the industry who have their own email lists, who have their own outreach, um, and to kind of backtrack into some other things I could say that, so I just did an open enrollment, which I love this course, I have like 30 so advisors who are anywhere from people who built the REST API to um, people you know, that run news sites that are other educators, that are, you know, professional marketers, and so the the advice I got was to do short enrollment periods and really build up anticipation for that. Mm-hmm. And not all of the um, partners agreed, but I really like this idea, especially during the course development. One of the things that's been really hard is marketing the course and being honest with people about where you are in development. If you're marketing an already done product, it's a little bit different. This course isn't complete. And so communicating that in whatever avenue I'm doing has been pretty tricky, but has helped a ton in, in thinking through that. 
So it's just kind of an aside. But the other aspects of marketing were one, I tried to keep a pretty good list, um, an email, a newsletter, and I tried to make it fulfilling. So doing things like giving tips from um, the advisors that people are not going to hear otherwise, being really transparent about stuff I've learned with the course and like how, oh, I'm not going to teach this or I am going to teach that because of it. And then when I did the open enrollment, people were saying, oh, you got to give them free content. So I gave like the top videos. I just looked up in Wistia what they were and I put those out and a lot of people, we got a couple thousand watches on those and some signups from that. So that was cool. Um, I kind of assumed, like most people, hey, I'm just going to throw this out on Twitter and uh, that'll get the signups. But I could tell you, like, that got this much. A couple partnerships got this much. And then the other partnerships got this. So this other part that's, like, off the screen, um, I'm not sure where that came from, but I'd say Twitter only gave me about 10% of the signups and, you know, the newsletter because I don't know that the newsletter was super helpful except that, people could not register this whole time. So people had been waiting, they'd been um, looking to enroll, and I get mixed feedback. One of the great things I heard from one of my advisors was that um, people learn when they're ready to learn. So if you offer open enrollments that are only a couple times a year, then people may not be ready at that point and you're going to lose them. The benefit I had was I was giving a slight, uh, bigger discount, and for people who wanted to learn JavaScript because that content was ready, then, then they were ready to jump in. And I kind of like that because what I can say is that if you are developing a course, it's a huge amount of pressure to have people in there that are waiting for content to come out and are like, when's this going to happen? When's this going to happen? When's this going to happen? And that was really hard for me. So. I was barely scraping by paying rent and taking care of the family, but it felt good to not have it just open to the general public so I didn't have to deal with all these questions all the time. And there was kind of a, a trade-off there. But I'd say, again, to just come back to the marketing, really having other people that will help you advertise and speak out for you and encourage people um, to sign up is, was, for me, the number one place that really helped in addition to my own kind of Twitter and, and newsletter marketing. I'm not on Facebook anymore, um, so I, I haven't been using that as at all, so I can't speak to that really. All right, got a question, John? Yeah, definitely do. Um, one thing that I th am really impressed by uh, when you go to your sign-up page is you have uh, different levels of partners. These are companies that are within the web development and WordPress space. And what I notice is to become a partner at different levels, they have to have so many signups or like employees signed up with your course. So uh, was this like an intentional thing baked into this um, or did some of your advisors say this might be a good way to get these companies invested like uh, mentally like invested in making sure that your course succeeded and I guess like a follow-up question would be how much of this is seeded by the work that you've done throughout the years not just through Treehouse but on your own investing in the WordPress community and, and being like a member of, of the greater larger community okay amazing question first of all the partnerships 
before the course launched, I was going to do a Kickstarter, which I was advised. I really fought it, but people said it's going to be way too much time. I was like, no, no, I could do it, but it was. I, I got like 99% there and then just canceled it at the last minute. So initially, the partnerships were people who wanted to support the course in exchange for advertisement. Um, the global sponsors are in each video. Um, so at the end of each video, it plugs them, GoDaddy oh. and Human Made. Thank you. Uh, that was huge. And so <clears throat> the the other partners were either helping at certain levels, contributed um, initially with in different ways, and some of them um, were not even financial. It was actually they contributed to the course by providing material. Um, for example, I could give a shout out to App Presser, who is included in the later parts of this course because um, Scott has done so much work already educating the public and answering my questions and giving me access to kind of rework some of their examples that they already have out just to give them one more avenue. Um, I felt like, wow, I, I really want to help support you and, and I have a big heart, man, and so I want to, um, this was not <laughs> due to the advisors, but I, anybody who helps me, like Pango's up there, um, but they don't have 20 plus employees um, at the company at all, um, whereas um, let's see, XWP does. And so once the course was launched, I stopped accepting money in exchange for partnerships. And now the model is people are coming on board if they have these licenses. And one of the reasons for this was that I really liked being able to go around to WordCamps and hear that companies were using my content for onboarding people. I mean, it's a huge responsibility that makes me stop and catch my breath for a second because I worry, oh, God, did we miss something? But the feedback was good, and I felt, okay, I want this course to become, if you want to onboard people for JavaScript for WordPress, then, like, this is the place to go. And I felt that it was, I don't, to be honest, um, I don't know it was if it was as much of them investing in the course and feeling like they were invested as much as it was I wanted it to be when other people come and they see these these bigger names that are supporting it that are also training their team it's like okay if these top of the top of the industry folks are going to be using this content then then that kind of vouches for it what I will throw in is that um, again XWP was one of the big ones that come on board that was like right when it launched it's like sign our people up and, it, and it's been amazing and their team has provided a lot of feedback um, probably they've they've done 30 to 50 percent of the feedback in the forums and personal emails and that was cool because some of their people I could tell like they're not beginners with some of the questions they ask you know who you are and then some of them that were also provided good feedback so hopefully that wasn't too much rambling on that point or if I missed anything please please let me know but that was kind of the direction and then going forward I'll slide people in if they just really want publicity and want to support it and throw me money and don't have 10 employees like <laughs> I'm open to that that's cool but really going forward I want it to become partners or people who really are invested and using this internally I just want to say, folks, if you were to support WP Tonic as a sponsor, you can you can slip <laughs> as much money our way as possible. Me and John will appreciate all contributions, and we will send the praises of your services and products, won't we, John? Sure thing. 
We take we take uh, all forms of currency. So yeah, credit love cards, it. debits, gold, <laughs> anything you like, folks. Um, no, seriously, though, it is um, we are looking for sponsors, but it would have to be something that we, as they say in the community, that we believe in. Uh, <laughs> but um, at press, um, so that you know, um, we're going to have to get him on. Actually, I'm, I'm going to have to because um, it's it. I've been looking at it, and it, it, when they launched and they've developed it out, it looks a really cool, interesting platform. So you've been building up some content for that as well, have you? Um, first of all, let me say, yes, get Scott on. He is a, a smart man who has done a lot, and I often feel intimidated when he's like, okay, what do you want to know? I'm like, oh, God, so much. Um, but, yeah, I've been super helpful. And And, again, I'm doing a lot of kind of, reworking some of the stuff that they already have available into the course. What I haven't really advertised yet, but I will say, and I've kind of let known in a few avenues, but part four of this course, which is all the real-world projects, is going to be completely free, and that's where this will be. So there'll be something like a dozen different projects. I just had um, uh, a couple... Well, I won't get into specifics of people, but we have some really good content... The content is actually written by the professionals who built it, and these are the cutting-edge folks, the people who are out in the field building production stuff with the REST API, and I want that section of the course to really become one of the hubs on the web for tutorials around this that anybody could go and sign up and take, and and I have a good portion of it already done, but um, to get back to the first question of how much of this were you not prepared for, um, I just haven't had time to publicize it and get that um, sign-up system ready, separated from the e-commerce sign-up to give people access to that. But um, that's where the app presser content will be. So once I do launch, it'll probably be with next enrollment come the fall. Um, all that will be publicly available for free. Now, um, you said that at the beginning, um, Zach, that you knew from day one that you didn't want to manage any of the video yourself that you wanted, I think you said an editor and two individuals, I think you mentioned. Um, is it just the um, you, through your insight working with Treehouse, you knew it was an enormous, enormous amount of work, so you didn't want to touch it? Well, actually, I, I kind of knew that from <clears throat> working previously. Like, I used to edit videos for school or, like, music videos for fun that I would do. And it takes forever. It slows stuff down. It slows your machine down. Uh, there's a lot there that I already knew was a lot of work. What I learned at Treehouse was the benefit of having an audio professional, someone who has the right software and can run your stuff through filters and will take out all the ums and clicks and really make your voice sound perfect. That's what I. That's one of the things I learned there that I was like, I'm not touching that. Um, so that I knew I wanted, and I recommend if, if you're trying to take your course like above what that YouTube level is, above what your competitors are, and you can invest in someone like that, if you ping me personally, I might be able to recommend someone. Um, but that, that was a big thing for me. I knew I needed, to, or I wanted to make my stuff treehouse quality. I wanted to, because I'm a full-time educator, I wanted to s step my stuff 
above like what someone who was just doing a short course on the side may have the resources or time to be able to do. So that was one. And then motion graphics was the other person. Like if you check out my history of WordPress video that's on my blog for free, um, history of JavaScript video, mm-hmm. it'll be scrolling through stuff and animate stuff and add things. And I have more stuff in the course like showing how the DOM works and things like that that I tried to make animations in Keynote. I don't have the time to finish learning Motion 5 or any of that stuff. So it, it's expensive. It is not cheap, but it was worth it. But it, it can almost be a um, couple hundred bucks for a few minutes of video um, motion graphics. So I didn't do as much as I had hoped, but that's in there and important. The other thing that I haven't done yet, but I'm in the process of, of working on now, is doing some on-set stuff where it's me on camera as me because for my branding that was really important I know that people from Treehouse are used to me going hi I'm Zach Um, and that's that's really helpful so I don't have any of that yet but there will be um, kind of at the beginning of each section me talking on camera because I wanted for my branding personally and I recommend this to anybody else if, if you know your own person is part of the branding look up, contact people, hire a professional videographer. I tried to do this in my basement like three or four times and that was my original goal and I just could not get the quality I needed. And I did a photo shoot with a professional person to get the photos for the site and a few other things and that was so worth it and working with a professional videographer is going to be just untouchable. Well, you sold it to me. I think we're going to go for our, uh, our break, folks, and we'll be back and we'll be discussing more about Zach and his journey and some of the uh, people that influence him and the books. Um, we'll be back soon, folks. Buying or selling a home in the greater Reno Tahoe area? I know the best CRS real estate broker, and that's Karen Conrad. And you can find her at karenconrad.com or call directly at 775-527-7021. We're coming back from the break, folks. We've got Zach Golden um, with us, and it's been a fascinating discussion. So we're going to dive straight into it. Got a question, John, that you want to ask? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, are, are, <laughs> uh, as far as like business books or motivation books, uh, what inspires you? What are you reading? What are you putting into your to your brain to uh, get stuff out? Wow, that's a super good question. Um, there's a couple sites. Um, Fizzle.co is one. Um, I also mm-hmm. saw this guy on YouTube like talking about business in front of his Lamborghinis, Ty Lopez. Um, I don't know, a lot of people may have seen his stuff. It, it looked a little cheesy, but he has this kind of like mini MBA program. And a couple months ago, I was just trying to absorb as much business stuff as I could. So I did that. I've been trying to read or listen to as many audiobooks on customer support um, and things like that as I can. And it's been super helpful But then it also comes back to me, people like uh, Patrick Flanagan, who's an inventor completely outside of this scope, would say things like, I'm not a businessman. I never have been. I never will be. I wait for a good idea to come and I go with it. And that has worked pretty well for me. Um, But I will say that I've learned a ton about better planning, about better estimating, and I haven't actually been able to apply some of it. I realize like, wow, creating or working with like true business models takes a lot of work and I got to go record videos so I don't really have the time for it but 
it's made me think a little bit smarter about things, but to be honest, I'm still kind of flying by the seat of my pants just trying to make sure we could, you know, pay rent and take care of the family and things like that and be ready for the next enrollment. So I wouldn't say that although I've uh, absorbed a lot, I haven't got a ton of a chance to put into practice. Now, I do have some other businesses. I own Web Hosting for Students, which is the world's largest hosting company for students. So in that area, I've been able to put a lot more into practice. I hired a full-time marketing person who has been doing wonders since I have not been able to give the business that much um, time. And I also have other ventures, little side projects that I'm kind of planning on the potential that I don't get another full-time gig or something like that. And I've been thinking a lot more about those planning things in advance and that's where the business courses have been most helpful in really um, trying to assess ideas, come up with a, a minimal viable product first like boy did I do the opposite and completely the wrong thing with this JavaScript course. I'm like here's a master course that's gonna have everything let's do it oh my goodness, Like this is not what they would recommend in most of the business things I've been learning. It's more like, okay, do a quick thing on this and see how many people sign up and if you get interest and then if there's enough, like get more people to sign up and pay a bit more and then build out the next bit of content, then the next, next. And I just was like, ah, I'm going to drop this gigantic thing out and that is not how I would probably do it next time around. Yeah, well, I understand and that's what they, you know, the um, mythology, um, the startup mythology um, says really, but you know, let's let's look at your own situation. You um, you had a lot of following from Treehouse. Um, Treehouse, their production is pretty top notch. So if they came to your site and it wasn't kind of not similar in quality and the course was not that up to the treehouse level I think you would have got some considerable blowback so um, it's trying it's taking a middle path I would suggest because a lot of the people that are going to join your course because of what they've seen on treehouse they have certain expectations do you think there's any credence in what I'm saying, or am I just um, blabbing, really, Zach? Oh, no, absolutely, and that was a very important thing for me. For those who were following from way, 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 way back when Trials first made the decision, um, I was going to do something called WP DevCasts, kind of a LaraCast-type product, and one of the reasons I veered away from that is that I did... I had an opportunity to brand myself as kind of independent of Treehouse, but still at that quality. So I felt that whatever I was going to do, it was important that I took that next big step. And that's probably some helpful advice for any of you folks out there. You know, whenever one door closes and another opens and it's a step up, it's an opportunity for us to raise our vibration, to raise, you know, our vision and to raise, you know, how we put ourselves out to the world. And that's what I was really trying to do. Actually, that word vision, just to go back to that previous question real quick with the business books and ideas. Um, at the end of the day, this was a vision for me. And it, I think it wasn't just my vision, but a shared one. And so I feel that with anything, if it's that powerful um, a vision that it just moves you and stirs you to the core of your being that you've got to do it, then, then do it 
and and the good Lord will provide, you know, and make it happen if it's if it's intended to. This is not good business advice from what I've learned, but I feel that it's it's yeah, for me a, a big motivating factor. So well, I've learned yeah. that one one person's path isn't exactly another person's path. Um, I'm not sure about the um, your you know you are talking to an English person, so will you talk? follow your heart uh, you know, I'm not too sure about the English side of it but, but maybe that's just me um, John got another question John uh, sure so it, it, as far as you talked about like you wouldn't uh, do things the same way uh, that you did this time uh, like for your next product that you release would you more backward figure out where you want to be and then backwards engineer it from there and would you more ladder people in, say, like sell them a small product and then a medium and then like a larger product, you know, and, and you know, what kind of lessons do you think you'll be like applying like in the future for releases? Oof. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of tackling another project or how I do differently, like I said, I do have some other projects in the works and um more working around that goal of trying to provide a minimal viable product. So let's say that it may be 10 videos at the end, but I'm just going to release a 30-minute one and get people's engagement and how much they want, build up the community around it a bit and see what it is that they're asking for, and then build based off of that. Now, I don't know like how that would work for this JavaScript for WordPress is I would have maybe dropped a an API course that was pretty short and then a react one that was pretty short and built off of those but the thing was is that I also knew enough about the community that people the way people learn development in the WordPress world is kind of back assword from how people will often learn it like if they're trying to become a full stack developer so I felt that I, I knew enough to know okay I'm really going to have to do this, this, and 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 this. And so I had kind of this big picture view, and I don't know how well it would have worked to try to tackle that piecemeal, but I can tell you with the stuff I'm doing now going forward, it's like, okay, let's just try this little bit and see how it goes, and then we'll go from there and see if it if there's more demand. All right. So um, you did mention about your hosting company, and I did know about that, Zach. But how did you get how did you get into that business, and how long have you been running it? Yeah, great question. Um, I got into that around 2005. Wow. I was just yeah, I was just starting teaching. I was a high school web design teacher. I was also a community college web design teacher, and I was teaching at some like art institute type places, and I basically would go in and see this huge range. I also taught like middle school little technology classes. So I'd see this huge range of what people used for hosting, whether it was at a college they had their own servers set up or I kid you not, some of these schools had like one one and one account and just splice that sucker for all their students. Or some of them would each each semester you had to buy a different hosting account depending on what your teacher recommended. Some of these teachers got kickbacks, some of them would have got fired for getting kickbacks, and then some of them like at the lower grade school stuff like you weren't allowed access because of um, you know No Child Left Behind and federal mandates that actually have in there some restrictions on what technology you could have in the classroom that gives potential information about you away or gives you access to certain things or just like 
firewalls were blocked and all these things like you might not be able to access cPanel because it's on port 2087 um, in some schools but you could in others so very early on I started just giving people um, access to my servers that I had running through Liquid Web, I loved them back in the day. I had uh, an account for business sites that I made for other people, you know, just web design on the side. I also ran a, a web design company. So that's how it started. And then after a year or two, some other teachers got in touch and they were using my service and I just threw it up on the web because I like making websites when I have an idea. You know, again, the not thinking things through too much model. So. I started off as like $11 a year for a small account, just FTP access, or one gigabyte for, or um, yeah, one gigabyte for 25 bucks a year, which is still the price today. And it started to do pretty well. I had international students. I've been on the first page or top two or three of um, Google for for a number of years now. And then when I went to work for Treehouse, the funniest thing happened was where they contacted me, or they contacted web hosting for students, not knowing that they just hired the owner of it and they're like hey would you partner with us to offer hosting for students and I called <laughs> them up and was like wait a minute do you know hold on let me explain what's going and it was really cool and they were on board so it, I was one of their perks and then was in some of their videos and then that kind of got it dwindled out and didn't didn't keep on going especially not after I left the company but that's what got me to the point where I was then dealing with having to scale to like tens of thousands of students. But early on, man, I answered all support tickets. I did all network administration on the side. And today it's a team of like seven people or something that are working round the clock, um, answering tickets, keeping the infrastructure up. I've been offered to be bought out a couple times. I've worked with a couple different companies that, you know, wanted to partner. But now it's it's completely us. We're running on OVH, their highest quality servers, and uh, it's pretty rad. There you go. I, I know a really good podcast you can sponsor, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, twenty five bucks a year, our profit no. margins. Yeah. All we were able to really sponsor, are giving away free accounts to any hackathon students, which we do do. But um, I do, I do understand. It was just English humor, but I yeah. no. But I will say, I'd love to get it to the point where. I, I don't even personally advertise it or talk about it too much unless an um, opportunity, but now it's really a stable and growing company, and um, yeah, hopefully it will get to that point. Good, you have to see. Um, I've got a kind of kind of um, a question here. Now, obviously, um, I was just it just coming in my mind that you might have a view on this. Obviously. Um, Lynda.com was bought by LinkedIn. And now it was bought Link by Microsoft. And now LinkedIn has been bought for my, by Microsoft. Um, and obviously, um, um, you know, I don't know how much of that decision was linked to LinkedIn owning Lynda.com. Um, it's a difficult one to judge, but... Um, how do you see how do you see um, online education? You know, Linda is a very big player in it. Do you think the purchase of Microsoft is exciting, or do you think they will dispose of um, Linda quite quickly? That doesn't really fit in, or do you think it's going to be a really important part of their plans? Well, first of all, let me say that from a personal economic view of the world, there was a TED talk that something like five companies own the majority of every company in this world at some level, whether through investment or directly. So I think one, it's just a sign that, like when I used to teach history back in 
two, early 2000, it was really hard to show the students the financial web and who owned who and how that all worked, even though I knew it did. Now it's really easy to see. And I think first and foremost, this is just an example of how most of the big companies work, you know, that somebody owns them, somebody owns them, somebody owns them, and that's just kind of the nature of things. I cannot see Microsoft being like, Lynda.com is a bad idea. Let's just dismantle it. I, I, I can't imagine that that would be a good move on anybody's part. And whether they decide to pick up LinkedIn because it had Lynda, um, man, I just don't know. But I bet that there have been at board levels like people swapping between and knowing what's coming ahead of time and seeing these moves for, for some time since, since way back. So... I don't know. I think that's just kind of the nature of how things operate at this point. But I can't imagine Lynda.com going away. And I want to give a shout out to Morton, amazing educator there, Jason um, Siva, who's gone on and done some courses there. I'm a huge fan, man. I remember learning CSS from Lynda from a CD-ROM from Lynda, in part way back in the day. Who was the one of the big guys? Uh, Myers, Eric, Eric yeah, Myers. Yeah, Myers. Was that? Yeah, I learned. I learned from yeah, um, man. So Myers. he was a. He's disappeared a bit, hasn't he? His wife was a. I, I apologise um, to him if I'm not, but I do. I did know that his wife was um, very, very ill for a period of time, mm. and I think that took up a lot mentally and spiritually. Well, as it but, um, but he was a great educator, wasn't he? Uh, oh yeah, he had a fun way of teaching, didn't he? One of the first one of the web. Yeah, man. I talk about a good dry sense of humor there, although pretty pretty warm too. Yeah, so I don't hate, man. I love everybody trying to educate and change the world. Just because I had the opportunity to work at Treehouse doesn't mean that I'm against anyone else. Um, and, and Linda has some. Oh, you didn't even suggest that, but I'll just throw that out there, man. We gotta, like we gotta support each other. Yeah, it's an enormous market, isn't it? So there's, the, you know, you are. It's like hosting, isn't it? You know, you got enormous. <laughs> there's a lot of hosting companies, isn't it? Um, and that's not going to change. So um, you just have to find your own path, don't you? Um, thanks for an- answering that very wide question. It was, it was uh, <laughs> but I, it just came in my mind. Got a question, John? Yeah, sure thing. Um, what other people in the WordPress or even like the larger web design or web development community, um, or just in general, do you uh, uh, see doing a good job educating people and being themselves, but also you know teaching people uh, how to become better versions of themselves? Oof. Wow. Okay, first let me caveat this by saying that every time I meet a new WordPress person at WordCamp, like this list grows, and I'm not going to have off the top of my head um, a great huge list that's going to include everybody because I think there are so many people rocking this and doing this well, whether it's um, people... Man, let me... uh, Wow. I I don't even want to start shouting names. One, because sometimes I forget people's last names or don't pronounce it correctly, but I will say if you go to the advisor page on my site, um, javascriptforwp.com slash advisors, like every single one of those people I believe strongly are either working at a personal level or trying to educate at a bigger level. I've got to know, you know, just the people that work on the training team for WordPress that are all volunteering time when they could be getting paid for this stuff. I don't know if they know that, but um, that that's pretty amazing. All the people who create plugins and then blog about them and write about them, that's amazing. Some of the the educators 
that um, you know I could not have worked at Treehouse without Thomas or without yeah Tom McFarlane because so many times I had to go to his blog or somebody like him and just look up stuff. So the people that take the time to write this, like it's just so valuable and and it was cool at Treehouse because I got credit for teaching people and my name was out there and my face and people recognized that. But there are so many other people who probably more folks learn from just because you're posting free stuff online. So if I could give a, a general one to anybody who um, who creates something and then writes about it at a pretty rich level. And then um, speaking of Rich, um, Rich Robinkoff, who I hired as a project manager, and he spoke about kind of the heart of WordPress and contributing and the work-life balance thing and how to give back. And, and I think that that's um, pretty amazing. He, he touched my heart in a big way, and now he's working with me as a project manager for the JavaScript course, which I would be in a hot mess without. Um, and there are some companies that I think, like one of the people that comes to mind are the folks at ServerPress. I think they're so real and they're so good. They've been huge help in giving advice and just in reaching out to the community and being there. Um, and I also want to give a shout out to Pantheon. They're they're one of the the partners and they're one of the people who I think have one of the most interesting and maybe sophisticated hosting platforms that are catering to WordPress. And I know that. They're, they've got a big hustle and a mindset on how do we educate people around this, how do we share this message, how do we get out into this WordPress world, and they care a lot about it. And I've had some conversations that are just really amazing around it, and, and those guys have really touched me. I want to say that they're not maybe a unique case, that there are a lot of folks doing this right, but they are definitely one of them who came from more of the Drupal world into this and aren't just stomping their boots saying this is the way it is or asking the right questions or trying to understand the community, see how things work, see how do we better explain it. And that's really um, amazing to me. Oh, thanks for that, Zach. So um, I think we'll finish off, um, but how do how do people get hold of you, Zach? And is there anything that you want to publicize at the end of the show that you want to bring to the audience's attention? Sure. Well, first of all, you could find me on Twitter at ZGordon. You could check out my site, wp.zachgordon.com for the WordPress stuff, or just zachgordon.com if you want to see the wide variety of weird, inspiring tech and non-tech things that I'm into. Um, and then the JavaScript for WP is, is my main bread and butter and passion right now. So the course is not available for sale, or it's not available for enrollment. It will be sometime come this fall, which is also going to be around the time when I'm going to be doing a week of rest with the folks from Human Made. So a week of rest is going to be in the UK in September, and if you have the chance to get your company to send you out there, I think that there's still some space left, do that. That's going to be like the best part of this JavaScript for WP course in person, and it's being built and taught by all the folks who or most of the team that works on the actual API, including myself. So that's going to be super rad. And then a day of rest is going to be coming to the U.S. Um, later this year, too. So I want to plug that and um, just reach out through the folks at Human Made and, and show interest in that, and then hopefully a week of rest can come to the U.S., too, because that's I'd really love, after finishing this course, to go and start teaching it in person and doing some intensive workshops, have you walk out of there in a week just, you know, kind of 
JavaScript steam coming from your head. And la, 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 la. So that would be cool. But um, yeah, those are the the ways to reach me. I don't really have too much else to plug uh, at the moment. Just kind of heads down. I, I really appreciate this opportunity for both of you for me to come out. Um, I've just kind of gone dark. Literally, it's it's dark down here, and I'm just just <laughs> writing and recording. It's so oh, much yeah. work. We can see the but, uh, light. We can see the light. So. <laughs> um, um, so, my beloved co-host, how can people get hold of you? Well, you can find me at my website, LockdownDesign.com, and you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Lockdown underscore. How do the fine people get a hold of you, Jonathan? I'm on Twitter, at Jonathan Denwood. I'm all over the place, as Zach said. I'm a force of nature, aren't I, Zach? Um, or they can go to the WP Tonic website. We've got over... We're on... like This is episode number four, so uh, 104. So we've got 104 episodes of all the leading Wow! Um, so rad. And we do a roundtable on Saturdays, folks, that we do partially turn into a podcast. It's on Blab IM. Um, it starts at 10 a.m. We normally have a great panel of WordPress experts from the community. You're most welcome to join us live and see the antics. Afterwards, we do a open session when anybody's got a WordPress problem or they want their site reviewed and they want some wisdom from my co-host. They're not going to get too much from me, but plenty of wisdom from my co-host. Um, we're there for you, so um, join us on Saturdays. Um, to finish 10 a.m. Pacific on Saturdays for the first hour with the panel, and then 11 a.m. Pacific for open questions, and we do site reviews, and there's usually some panel people hanging around still, so check it. Yeah, that'd be great. And and I completely forgot. I need to totally interrupt. I'm so sorry, but yeah, do I it. need to give a shout-out. I forgot to mention Tanya from Know the Code. This woman has blown my mind since leaving Treehouse. She's one of the, like most passionate educators who's doing this full-time and nodethecode.io and just her backstory on HeroPress and mm -hmm. so much to talk with another full-time person who has so much passion towards education. Wow, I, I just realized I can't leave this, this show without giving a direct shout out so sorry for interrupting there but oh, no. people need to read about Tanya and check out the work she does because it, it blows me away yeah. I'm, super, I'm super glad you said Tanya because I was hoping that that's who you would say Ah, yay! Yes, yay. I did. And, and if you have it, you can have her on the show too. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a great we, idea. We will do. Um, just to finish off, folks, if you could go to the website and uh, iTunes and subscribe to the show, and if you could give us a review, that would be fantastic. We love feedback. And um, please join us on Saturday for the 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time in the morning. We love you to join us. Thank you so much, Zach. It's been a great discussion. I think everybody should enjoy it. And and um, join us again for the next episode of WP Tonic. Bye. Bye, everyone. Peace. Peace.